Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody, and we are empowering America's servant leaders. We're sharing the good news and those folks that are making a difference out there in the community. We have a great leader who's making a difference here in our region here in San Diego. We have the president and CEO of the Jacobson Cushman San Diego Food Bank, Jim Floros. Welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So the food bank, you know, before we dive into that and all the great things that you guys are doing in the community, it's a little bit of your background, you know, where, where you're from and how'd you get here today? I'm a Wisconsin boy. Ah, all who, right. Who vacationed in uh, San Diego and by, at a young age, I knew I was getting the hell out of there and uh, uh, came out here to college. I drove cross country by myself uh, nice. back in the day before cell phones and texting and you had a map and you made it. And, and you know, I'd call, I'd stop at a Holiday Inn every night and yep. I'd talk to my mom and, and uh, she'd say, oh, great, you're alive. Uh, call me again tomorrow. Kind of the Midwest thing. Yeah. You, you'll figure it out. So I've been out here since I'm 18. Okay. Um, went to school at the University of San Diego. Nice. And fell into my first nonprofit job right out of college. I was at the world headquarters of Project Concern International. Uh, cut my, you know, nonprofit teeth there. Fell in love with the whole nonprofit thing. I was there seven years. Then I went to the San Diego Burn Institute, uh, originally as a development director. So hmm. Burn Institute, Regional Burn Center, heavy with the fire service, emergency wildfire programs, uh, aftercare programs. And then 18 months after I joined the agency, the board removed the CEO hmm. and they put me in as the interim CEO on my 33rd birthday. I was wow. uh, deer in the headlights. I had a career, right. a career path of maybe being a nonprofit CEO in my mid to f- mid forties, maybe fifties, and suddenly I'm 33, and um, the fire service liked me probably because of the uh, mustache, and I got the CEO job, and it's lasted there uh, 20 years, and uh, built it to the top uh, burn foundation in North America. Then left to do my consulting, and then I got tapped on the shoulder saying, "Hey, our CEO position at the food bank is open. We'd like you to apply." Mm. I did. I got the job, and it's been the best six mo- uh, six years of my life. Fantastic. Sounds like quite a path. Yeah, so 34 years nonprofit. I'm a nonprofit guy. Well, good for you. Good for you, and thank you for what you do. Thank you. So tell us more about the, uh, about the actual food bank itself. Well, local organization, yeah. uh, serving this community for over 41 years. Um, you know, it's the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank. Yeah. Uh, so we have some tremendous local support, uh, but we love that we're local, we're independent. It allows us to be very entrepreneurial. Uh, as we were chatting before, about a half a million people in San Diego County, one in six people are termed food insecure. Uh, that's like half a million people. And, uh, you know, San Diego that's Food Bank. Yeah, it's a lot. And people always- Surprising. People, yes, and it really is. And generally people think, oh, food banks, you're just helping people on getting some kind of government assistance. Yeah. Uh, people, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, are homeless. Well, you know, the San Diego Food Bank feeds 370,000 people a month. Obviously, there's not 370,000 homeless people in San Diego County. Uh, so mm-hmm. our source population breaks down. It's a working poor. That's a big part of what we're doing. Uh, seniors on a fixed income, uh, children living in poverty, and believe it or not, uh, active duty military, uh, their dependents and veterans. Wow, which, yeah, to me is completely unacceptable. And I get it's complicated and there's a lot that goes into that. It is, and, and we our number right now is we're serving about 40,000 active duty military, their dependents uh, and veterans every month. Um, you know, we, there's a, like a 30% unemployment rate among the spouses of, of active duty military because wow. of the mobile nature of the, of the beast sure. where they're moving around, so it's hard for that spouse. I had a Navy wife in my office not too long ago, and she was looking for a job, and she said, I do not dare mentioned that my husband is in the Navy during the interview because I know I will not get the job. 
So now you're living in San Diego on one uh, salary. That salary is pretty low, you know, for uh, E4 and below. Uh, and the cost of living in San Diego is tough. Yeah. Wow. And so, gosh, and then so in, in total, it's, you know, about 370,000 people a month. Yes. And, and that is, um, if you come to our warehouse, we're up yeah. on Miramar Road, um, it is supply chain yep. at its very best. Uh, last year, we distributed about 28 million pounds of food, about 10 million of that was fresh produce. Uh, but we we don't prepare meals. Yeah, we're kind of some will call us the you know the Costco of uh, of nonprofits. So we do about 200 uh, direct uh, bulk food distributions that we do ourselves. Our trucks, our our uh, dog and pony show, our staff. But then on top of that, one of the things I love the most mm. about the food bank is that we provide food to more than 400 nonprofits. So for your listeners. They have a favorite nonprofit that has a feeding program. Well, guess where they're getting their food? They're getting it from the San Diego Food Bank. So um, all the big guys that we all know that have feeding programs, Catholic Charities, Salvation Army, Father Joe, San Diego Rescue Mission, all those big agencies, Armed Services, YMCA, USO, yep. all the way down to little church groups that have a food pantry and they're feeding 20 families a week and everywhere in between. What's really cool about that is I can say to people, well, when you support us, you're supporting 400 other nonprofits. So that's mm -hmm. a pretty good shotgun approach to impacting your community. And there's really no more grassroots organization in San Diego than, than us because of those 400 partners. Uh, sure. So I love that, uh, that, and we really work towards really helping those agencies, not, not only giving them food, but through expertise. We have a food bank university. So basically we're investing in the quality of life in this community. And one of the things you know that you, you mentioned before that I, I still struck me and I, I think I may have an idea of how it works is, you know, you're taking one dollar and you're feeding five is five meals. Right. For a buck. That is crazy. That's some funny math. When it came to the food bank, I'm like, really? How's that how's that possible? But one is we buy a lot of our food, probably twenty five percent of what we distribute, we actually purchase. Yep. And one of the great examples, we buy these two thousand pound totes of rice, beans and oatmeal and then we repack mm. that into one pound bags. Um, and then we have a huge volunteer base. We actually have uh, 20,000 registered volunteers, about 25,000 volunteer visits a year. The value of all that volunteerism, there's this National Institute of Philanthropy or something, and somehow they come up with a formula of the value of a volunteer hour. Mm -hmm. And last year, the value of all our volunteerism was $1.5 million of free labor. Wow. And then, of course, we get a lot of uh, food donations, you know, uh, you know, a million and a half pounds of food donated each year. So you add all those things together. Yeah. And that's how we come up with a fuzzy math of one dollar will leverage five meals. Got it. I, I like it. Stick with it. It's, it's impressive. Awesome. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's it awesome. Is. Talk to us about, you know, your role in, you know, facing the hunger challenge in our community. Well, you know, a lot of it, and, and uh, thank you for having me on, on your show because Absolutely. it's the misperceptions that people have about the face of hunger. And when I do my tours, and I will tell, you know, I'll tell staff, I am the poster child for the misperceptions that people have uh, about uh, what food banks do and what this food bank does. I knew my predecessor, I knew people on the board, yet like so many people, I thought it was just the homeless and people on some kind of government yeah, assistance. Yeah, I'm guilty of that as well. So just getting the word out yeah. about 
what the face of hunger is. And, and the vast, vast majority of people we're serving don't want this assistance, but they need it. And so our yeah. whole mantra yeah. is about lifting people out of poverty sure. so they can be self-sufficient. And th- it doesn't matter what your listeners or political affiliation is. We get equal support both sides of the aisle. Yep. You know, on the Democratic side, social programs, obviously they, they are very uh, supportive of that. But on the Republican side, they love the fact that we're trying to break the cycle of poverty. We're trying to lift people to become independent and not be dependent on the food bank or government and of course our military service um so really for us and this is probably one of the things that excited me the most about the food bank uh we're really trying to break the cycle of poverty we're really trying to lift people out we believe education is that major vehicle to break the cycle of poverty and we know childhood education cycle childhood i agree with you there yeah and so we have um you know, our backpack program, because we have uh, elementary age school kids okay. that their last meal of the week uh, is Friday. And these kids go all weekend without eating until they come back to school on Monday. How is that even possible oh. in today's society? So we give these kids a backpack of nutritious food on Friday, gets them through the weekend. And then, you know, next uh, Friday we do it all over again. Right now, that school or that program, we're in 52 schools and 14 school districts. About 2,600 kids are getting one of those backpacks every Friday. Two backpack schools on Camp Pendleton. Right. So just, you know, great and unbelievable. Um, so really, you know, we have a college hunger relief program because we have people that are trying to go to school to get a good education, to be able to get a good job. Maybe you work during the day and you go to community college at night and then you have to choose between books and food. How do you get an education without your books? So it's yeah. all about that. It's all about there's a there's an end game that's way beyond just feeding people. It's about giving them healthy food. So you have child development. You know, if you're a healthcare person, you know we're fighting diabetes, uh, obesity, hypertension. One of the leading determinants of mental health issues later in life is food insecurity as a child, because that's that daily pressure. Am I going to eat today? Are we going to get enough food to eat? And that raises its ugly head later on in life. Sure. It all starts with food and shelter. Yep. You really think about it, and poor nutrition leads to really poor outcomes. Share with us more about that, you know, uh, about the nutrition piece. I know you guys are doing a lot around this. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. So we really have evolved away from being a food bank. Uh, we really consider ourselves a nutrition bank uh, because like we, that. we know that nutrition-related disease is linked to poverty. And just, mm-hmm. just as I mentioned, there are generations of unhealthy people that are directly related to a poor diet, which is directly related to poverty. So... Uh, what you know, people have less resources. They have a hard time affording protein. They have a hard time affording fresh produce. But what can they afford? High sugar, high salt, high fat, right? So now you got obesity, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, mental health issues. As I mentioned, this whole host of of uh, physical ailments related to a poor diet, and then you flip it over to the side of education and brain development. Uh, we've seen studies where uh, a child with a poor diet at a young age that their brains are literally eight to ten percent smaller. You talk to a neurologist and they'll say, you know, brain development is nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. Uh, so you got kids that really, their, their brains are not developing. They don't eat before school. They don't eat over the weekends. They're having a hard time even paying attention in the class. Well, that's not going to have a good outcome, right? Because mm-hmm. probably chances of them getting a, um, a good education become limited, which means chances of getting a good job become limited. Chances of them being able to support their family are limited. Chances of them being support uh, need the support of the food bank and the government. Maybe that's a little higher. And right there, in lies your cycle of poverty. So edu- we are just so focused on education, healthy kids that can be healthy students and and be able to self sufficient. I love it. It's it's. I mean, you're breaking the cycle that way. Right. You know, otherwise it self perpetuates, and then. You know, in some instances, unfortunately, it's probably generational. 
Oh, boy. You know, uh, folks just don't know any better. You put your finger on that because we realize that just providing healthy food is not enough. So you have to change generations of, of bad habits. Here's this orange drink. And the mother says, well, this is what my mom gave me. Right. Now this is what I'm giving my kids. And it's orange. And it says it's got vitamin C and I can afford it. And that's it's 90% sugar. Right. right. So we do cooking demonstrations. We have recipe cards. Uh, we uh, actually teach people how to shop. They always tell you to shop around the outside of the store where the healthy stuff is. Stay away from the middle, the yep. stuff that they can afford. So you have to really educate people to be able to take responsibility for their own health. Yeah, I mean, it starts with that individual accountability, but if you, know, and if you don't know, you don't exactly. have awareness, you know, how would you? Absolutely. So, you know, it's really a, a, a holistic approach. Yep. And, uh, you know, our whole thing about, you know, lifting people out of poverty, not only do we do what we do, but we've got those 400 nonprofits, plus we've got all these other agencies that we partner with. So we try to kind of have a holistic approach. One of our big partners here is 211. So yeah. basically, People, food insecurity is just one of their problems. They got a lot of other things going on. So we try to, you know, surround that person and really help them find out what other services are available for them and their families. Yeah. And please, you know, continue to share about the network. I know you guys have a broad network between North County and these other organizations. What does that look like? Well, you know, it's it's pretty impressive. I yeah. mean, and, uh, you know, if you come up to our warehouse and you come to our nonprofit center and those agencies come up and, they, and there's a you know science to what we're doing, we run it like a business. And that's something we're very proud of. I've had for-profit CFOs tour the facility and say the San Diego Food Bank is a better run business than most for-profits. And that's all I ever know. That's the way I was taught in my first job. And when I see nonprofits that don't run like a business, that kind of surprises me. Sure. Uh, so it's a well-run business. The nonprofits come in, they get uh, some product, a lot of it for free. The fresh produce is free, bread's free. They pay a small amount for the food we buy in bulk. Uh, they pay a fee for the, uh, um, the uh, donated product from food drives, but they literally get a truck full of food for 200 bucks. Uh, so really, but, but still, it's good for the agencies to have a little skin in the game. And it's also our way of making sure the food bank is around to keep feeding people. Fantastic. Want to shift gears for a second. Sure. Okay. I know that you just got back from D.C. Yes, sir. You know, I know that the San Diego Food Bank is, you know, it's playing an important role in our region. But you also get to network with other leaders from around the region, particularly the chamber, which is a fantastic organization can you share about your trip and you know what were you guys up to who are you with and it i you know this is my first trip and okay. and, and folks had been saying jim you got to go on this you got to go on this and just the networking alone was insane and it's a like 160 of like some of san diego's top leaders and you name you know the area business government what have you um and all together and mm. so, for, you know, if you're a networker like I am, um, man, it was awesome. There are a lot of people there that I knew, a lot of people that we already have relationships uh, with, but then it gave me a chance to kind of meet them in a more casual setting to be able to talk about new initiatives and things of that nature. And then the chamber is impressive because the speakers we had at our breakfast and lunch meetings, and we had the Secretary of Navy, you know, we had Scott Peters, we had um, just some really, really impressive people that, uh, to address the crowd, uh, we were at the Pentagon. There were different tours. We had a chance to meet with different uh, elected officials. And it, no matter what your interest was, there was something there that you could uh, develop a relationship or you know learn something. And in what was what was kind of the, the the reasoning behind the trip? Well, they do it every year. Okay. And you know, and San Diego is a serious player. I mean. Cr- 
cross-border uh, business and affairs. I mean, San Diego is a leader in that, and D.C. sees how important, you know, what we're doing here. So, I mean, there's a whole part of just, you know, because that border between us and Tijuana, I mean, it's one economic zone, sure. right? So, really, people in D.C. need to know more about that. So, I mean, there's so many different things, and, and obviously the chamber, because it's got a lot of juice, because it's an economic driver for the region. Yep. So, you know, people pay attention when the chamber shows up. Great. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Great. Share, you know, I want to hear how can we get involved? The Rise Up Network is really about empowering folks on an individual level and on a group level and even for our region. And, you know, task us, you know, you got the mic. What do we need to know? How do we contribute to you guys? How do we get out there and make a difference? Well, helping us get the word out. Yeah. I mean, one of the things we do a lot of, I even tell my board of directors, if you do nothing else but invite people to come in for a tour of the facility, um, because it's always a soft sell. We just basically say what we're what sure. we're doing, and if people like it, they get on board. And if they don't, well, you know, they've learned. We've taught one more people, person about uh, yeah. food insecurity. And there's a percentage of folks that you know are either a going to bring their team and volunteer or write a check. Yeah, Twenty five thousand volunteer visits. I would say nine times out of ten. Someone says, okay, what can I do? We have some really cool events. I mean, yep. we do a gala, which is, in my opinion, it's the best gala in town. We do it in the warehouse. Really? Uh, so cool. Because I want to get people to, for that drink the Kool-Aid experience, right? right? So that's I get right. them to the warehouse. Uh, we do the San Diego Blues Festival. That's our event. And we just did that uh, the weekend after September. Billy Gibbons was our headliner. We have a golf tournament. So we have a lot of activities. Yep. Um, but, you know, we pe need people to volunteer. We have a thing called the Leadership Council. You know, all you have to do is go to sandiegofoodbank.org, and there's so many opportunities. But what, what's great about you guys, you're helping us get the word out. And really, you know, what we always say, this is not our food bank. This is the community's food bank. And, and when they support us, they're really investing in the future of this community and helping lift these people out, out of poverty so they can be productive members of our society and the economy. And break the cycle and continue. And break the cycle of poverty. Yeah, absolutely. Jim, any parting words for our listeners? Well, you know what? We're only as good as the people who support us. And That's I right. just love the San Diego community. They have been so wonderful and supportive of, of what we're doing. And, and people get it. And they come on board. We're getting ready November, December. That is that is go time for us. We we call that all food bank all the time. Uh, because, all food bank all the time, baby. Yeah, because you know what? People are focused on hunger during the holidays. But I'm just going to tell you, they're hungry year-round, not just during the holidays. But this is when we're going to get a lot of support. So you're going to see a lot of the food bank over the next two months and we'll probably raise you know 40 or 50 percent of our annual budget just during these two months so we need people to support us jim floro senior food bank thank you so much for what you do thank you for what you provide for our community thank you for sharing your story rise up network is honored to have you join the network and we're excited to share your story and get it out and folks we need you to get go to our website connect with the San Diego Food Bank. Check it out. I encourage you if if nothing else from listening to this go take a tour of their facility. Go get some exposure. Bring your friends, bring your family, bring your coworkers. Go check out the facility and see how you can actually make a difference and what they're up to and debunk some of the myths that you may have going on around hunger and what that actually word really means. Because Jim Flores is up to big things, making a big difference. It's just been an honor and privilege to have you on the Rise Up Network. Thank you so much. Appreciate it so much.